With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Mm. Yeah! Woo! Thank you, baby! Gives to Sproles, angling left, has got room, it. 15, 10, 5, jackpot! He got it! Yes. He got it! He got it! The play should have been ruled a fumble. Ha 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 ha! Touchdown, Antonio Gates! 112 career touchdown catches. That's the most by an NFL tight end all time. I would have hoped that if people would have figured it out, I'd just like to play football. This is Score More with Garrett Sisto. We are back. It's the Score More Podcast. Welcome back, all you Score Morons. And it's an exciting show today because let's talk about trades. Most of you know Melma Gordon is in store for a holdout. His agent came out this week, said he might hold out the season if he's not given a new contract. He'll ask for a trade. A lot of drama going on. And I think that it is worth exploring some blockbuster trades. Now, some trades would be nice, but I want to go big. I want to talk about some blockbuster trades. Like, remember when LaShawn McCoy was traded for Kiko Alonso? You remember how big of a deal that was? Let's talk about some player trades. Because, honestly, if we're talking about picks, I mean, that's not that exciting. But 
recently Bleacher Report came out with an article talking about the best possible landing spots in terms of a trade for Melvin Gordon, and the highest pick they gave for Melvin Gordon was a second-round pick, and that seems low to me. I know that running backs aren't that much of a commodity anymore. For Melvin Gordon, as a pro bowler, even with his injury history, he's a pro bowl running back, a top-five running back in the NFL. can easily make that argument, easily. So that's definitely valuable to some team. I think the Chargers can get a first-round pick for Melvin Gordon, but also that's not very exciting to talk about. Let's talk about some player trades. You know, a first-rounder to the Houston Texans, great. You know, that that makes a ton of sense, and the Chargers give value. But let's talk about some player trades. This is not talking about, you know, whether Melvin Gordon deserves a contract, because honestly, he does. And I think a lot of people are missing the boat on that. Everybody's completely turned on Melvin Gordon, which is crazy, and I guess that's just fandom, you know, either be with my team or don't, you know, but Melvin Gordon deserves a contract. He deserves to be one of the highest paid running backs in the NFL. He deserves to be up there with the Todd Gurley's and the David Johnson's and the Le'Veon Bell's. He's hitting the prime of his career, and as a player, he deserves that. So for everybody saying that he's selfish, that he's holding out, And, you know, you could question the timing of the holdout and everything, but if it's about money, you're crazy. Because as a player, he deserves that. The problem is teams are notoriously snake-bitten by running backs on their second contracts. The evidence is out there. Once you give a running back a second contract after the rookie contract, the production goes downhill and fast. And it's also been proven that you can replicate players' production with other players. The Steelers were able to get just as much yardage out of James Conner last year without Le'Veon Bell. That's happening all around the league. Star running backs go down with an injury, and somebody else steps up. The Chiefs were able to get some yardage on the ground with Kareem Hunt gone, you know? It's happening everywhere. So, no, you can't get another Melvin Gordon, and obviously there isn't another Melvin Gordon on the Chargers roster right now. But look, man, the dude deserves his money. I'll go more into it on the Lightning Round podcast. But I just want to get straight into trades. And everybody that listened to the last podcast, I appreciate you tuning into that and asking a bunch of follow-up questions and all that. I'll get to it next time. But let's just talk about trades. No bullshit. Let's just get straight into it, okay? So I've got three blockbuster trades that came to mind that would make a ton of sense for both teams. I'm not saying they will happen. And you might go, that will never happen. That's dumb. Teams will never trade for them. Fine. But I'm going to give you reasons why it makes sense for both teams. I'm not just going to throw scenarios out there. Because there was a scenario where the Chargers should trade with the Texans for Jatavian Clowney. Which is great in theory because he's a great player. But the Chargers have one of the best pass rushing duos in the NFL. What do they need to add another end for behind Ingram and Bosa? Where does he fit? It's fun to kick Melvin Ingram inside. It's fun to have Joey Bosa play three-tech from time to time, but they can't hold up there for a full season. And Jatavian Clowney isn't getting kicked in either. And with his injury history, you know, none of that really makes sense. It makes sense on paper, but then when you look at the Chargers roster, it makes a ton of sense for the Texans. They need a running back. That makes sense to get Melvin Gordon, but it doesn't make sense for the Chargers to get Clowney. So I'm going to make sense all this and give you arguments for both sides on why they should make these trades. So, and this is going to be players straight up. I'll probably add some picks and all that, but 
let's just make it clean. I'm going to just go player for player. And then for another one, I'll have to throw in picks just because it's one-sided. But uh, let's go ahead and start. So here's your first trade. The first trade, and these are blockbuster trades, okay? These are names you will recognize for sure. I'm not going for bench players. I'm not going for multiple role players. These are high-end starters, okay? Chargers got to get something in return. So the first one, a little crazy. Chargers going to have to do some shuffling. But how about the Chargers trade Melvin Gordon to the Washington Redskins for their franchise left tackle, Trent Williams? Trent Williams held out the mandatory minicamp. He did not show up. He wanted a new contract. And also, according to Jason Lock on Fora, it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with the franchise, and he just does not want to play for the Redskins anymore. Trent Williams is the NFL's best left tackle, in my opinion. Definitely top five, and it would absolutely help out the Chargers. Now, in terms of the Redskins running back group, you know, they have Samaje P. Ryan, and Darius Geis was the guy they drafted to be their bell cow back. He was injured all of 2018. This year, he's got a hamstring injury that he says you don't have to worry about, but the team's obviously cautious. So it'd make a ton of sense to have a, a running back stable of Samaje P. Ryan as your third back, getting, you know, maybe five to seven touches a game, and mix in Darius Geis and Melvin Gordon as your running back group. They just drafted Dwayne Haskins to be their quarterback, so they've got a rookie quarterback, and they need to develop some yards because their wide receivers are trash. You know, they've got Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed at tight end, which is great on paper, but, you know, when you have a group of Josh Dotson, Terry McLaurin, who they just drafted, and Paul Richardson as your three wide receivers, they also got Kelvin Harmon, but um, he's more of a fourth wide receiver at the moment. To have a group of Dotson, McLaurin, Richardson, it'd really help out that offense to have a running back that could also catch out of the backfield, a manufactured yards, also gotten much better in pass protection throughout his career. Melvin Gordon has, so could help out Dwayne Haskins in his rookie year. And, you know, there's no better confidence booster for a rookie quarterback than when a running back can get yards. All he has to do is hand it off and give him second and third and short. And Melvin Gordon can do that. So this makes a lot of sense for the Redskins. Again, they drafted Darius Geist to be their franchise back, but was injured in 18. Now, this year, he's a little banged up. You don't know what you have in him quite yet, and it wouldn't hurt to have two premier running backs with Melvin Gordon and Darius Geis. So for the Chargers, you know, a little weird because they've already got Russell Okung, but Russell Okung has this phantom injury, and well, I don't want to call it a phantom injury, but he's got this weird injury that nobody can really get a grasp on. Anthony Lynn doesn't know how long he's going to be out. Nobody knows the specifics of it. Nobody knows how it happened. It just happened. It's there, and they don't know how long it's going to go. So at least for this current season, 2019, Having a guy like Trent Williams manning your blind side would help Philip Rivers out a lot. Now, if Russell Okung is good to go, which is obvious, the obvious question, you know, what happens when Russell Okung's back? What if he's healthy for week one? I think you throw him to right tackle. I don't think there's really an argument to have Russell Okung play left tackle when you've got the best left tackle in football on your roster. And, you know, obviously Okung playing out of position isn't ideal, but you got to help Philip Rivers out. And if you can switch uh, Trent Williams on left side and put Russell Okung on the right side, even with Russell Okung struggling for a position he hasn't really played most of his career, is better than what they would get out of Sam Tevy. period. 
And I know they want to develop Sam Tevy, and I know they like Sam Tevy, but how do you say no to a guy like Trent Williams? And this is a short-term option, too. I mean, Trent Williams is 31. The Redskins are obviously at an impasse with Trent Williams. They're not giving him a new contract, or at least haven't offered him one yet, and he wants out of Washington, according to reports. So at least get something for him, much like the Chargers. At least get something for them and not be like the Steelers and have them hold out and then lose Le'Veon Bell for nothing when they could have got something for him. So for the Redskins, listen, he's 31. We got to move on anyway. Let's go ahead and start that transition. And they've got a pretty good offensive line, but, you know, they're going to be in trouble at tackle. You know, there's no way to fix a Trent Williams. You have the best in the game. You know, you're obviously going to have a dip in production at left tackle, but Sometimes you got to expedite that process, and the Redskins can here, and he's going to be 31. So is Russell Okung. So short-term option, and you know Russell Okung's only signed till 2020. So it's not like they have Okung locked up forever. He's only got one more year on his deal after this season. So you know you can try the experiment. If it doesn't work, he's an easy cut too. You know you only lose 2.5 million dollars, and you save about 13.5. So I'm not saying cutting Russell Okung is the option because it's not. But if you bring Trent Williams in and you have Russell Okung switch over to right tackle, I mean, I don't think it could hurt the offensive line. I think it makes it so much better. And why not re-sign Trent Williams to two to three years? Whatever your window you think is for Phillip Rivers, which we'll see when they re-sign a contract with him. If the Chargers have a two-year window to win a Super Bowl with Rivers or a three-year window, depending on what they say, why not get him some help? and make sure that he has his best options on the field, and he has his best chance to win. And Rivers can win if he's got some protection. Trent Williams would absolutely help that, no doubt about it, because he's the best left tackle in the game. Redskins won't have to deal with the contract negotiations. We'll get something for him. The Chargers will get something for Melvin Gordon. It's a straight-up trade because both teams will have to give the new player new contracts. So I don't think you have to throw in picks or anything like that if you had to. I mean, a late day three pick could make sense to throw to the Redskins for the Chargers to make that deal work. But getting a guy like Trent Williams would help this team tremendously. You get Trent Williams will also help out your right side, which was a big weakness. I mean, you're you're upgrading your left tackle already, which Okung's already a Pro Bowl tackle, but Trent Williams is so much better. And then you go over to the right side, you put Okung over there, and things work out, you're great on the edges. So uh, the first trade is Melvin Gordon for Trent Williams. Makes sense for both sides. And it would definitely upgrade both the rosters. All right, this next trade is an obvious one. And a lot of people have suggested this trade. I think they're suggesting it for the wrong reasons and not making a bunch of sense for it. But I will go ahead and make sense of it all. And I just want to throw the Trent Williams trade out first because that's a little weird because there's a lot of movement for the Chargers. But the next two, easy. Drag and drop starters into your roster. They fit perfectly. So the next one, again, an obvious one, is the Chargers trade Melvin Gordon to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And yes, the Chargers get back Jalen Ramsey. Now to make this trade work, I think it's a little lopsided for the Jaguars. So I think the Chargers would have to throw in a pick and I wouldn't go any higher than a third-round pick. That's a little rich, but if you've got to get a third-round pick out there to get the best corner in football, Jalen Ramsey, you do it, man. Go throw a third-round pick, which, by the way, Tom Telesco has been notoriously bad with his third-round picks with guys that are not named Keenan Allen. So he won't have to make that mistake. 
in 2020 if they give up that pick. So Jalen Ramsey and a third-round pick for Melvin Gordon. Now for the Jaguars, they're in trouble financially, especially after giving the contract they did to Nick Foles in the offseason, uh, not only this season but next season. So they're going to be strapped for cash. In order to make a deal work, they'd have to move things around. And as you heard from Jalen Ramsey, he wants it all. And it's going to be hard for the Jaguars to make that work. I'm sure Jacksonville would like to keep Jalen Ramsey, of course, but uh, there's a couple things working against them. First off, they made a pretty big splash in 2017 signing A.J. Bouye, which was a great signing for them because he's been really good. They signed him to a five-year, $67.5 million deal. He's the eighth highest paid corner in the NFL. So they've got a lot of money already allocated to corners. Do they want to have that much cash wrapped up in two cornerbacks? Well, they could allocate it to other positions because, you know, as a few years ago, they went all in and uh, not just signing A.J. Bouye, but signing Norwell, the offensive lineman, last offseason, getting guys like Marcel Darius and Malik Jackson. They've spent a lot of money in free agency, and it's going to be hard for them to not only pay A.J. Bouye, but then give Jalen Ramsey a big deal as well. And he's going to get paid a lot more than $67.5 million. The Dolphins just made Xavier Howard the highest paid corner. It's five years, $75.25 million. That's more in the ballpark for Jalen Ramsey entering his prime, being the best at the position. So I don't think they're going to wrap up that much cash in two players at the same position at corner in Bouye and Ramsey. At running back, of course, they've got Leonard Fournette. They ended up signing guys like Alfred Blue and Thomas Rawls to add behind Fournette. So uh, not a great running back stable, and Leonard Fournette has been hit or miss throughout his career, not averaging more than 3.9 yards per attempt, so hasn't been great to start his career. And to be honest, if they want a more dynamic running back, Melvin Gordon can give it to him. Leonard Fournette can drop back to RB2, and maybe he's better with a smaller workload. But had a pretty good rookie year, and then his second season, not so much. And much like the Washington Redskins, the Jaguars are in trouble at wide receiver as well. It'd be nice to get Nick Foles some help, but Keelan Cole, Marquise Lee, D.D. Westbrook, uh, not really those guys. They signed Tyrell prior to have Chris Conley, but that's a tough wide receiver group. I'm not drafting any of them fantasy, to be honest with you, but uh, they need help. And so to get that offense going while the defense is pretty good, I mean, they still got Calais Campbell and Miles Jack was great last year. Yannick Ngakwe is good with guys like adding Roddy Harrison and having Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bouye. They've got some talent on the defensive side, but they got to score some points. So they need a guy like Melvin Gordon and it makes a ton of sense. So the Chargers could get Melvin Gordon, also get a pick for 2020 or whatever year they want uh, at, at highest, a third round pick, but they can get a pick, not have to worry about Jalen Ramsey uh, when he's a free agent and the fifth-year option and having the holdout and all that stuff that comes with it, like the Chargers, they get something for a player that was on their way out anyway. So uh, the Chargers get Jalen Ramsey. Now, of course, everybody's talking about how Jalen Ramsey wants to play with Derwin James again. That's great. You know, uh, being a Florida State kid, that makes a ton of sense, and they've talked about it a lot, but that doesn't really correlate. Players want to play with other players all the time, but that doesn't mean they go to that team would make a ton of sense for Jalen Ramsey and the Chargers. For Jalen Ramsey, he's now back in the playoff hunt. I mean, now real Super Bowl contenders, and with a competitor like Jalen Ramsey, 
it's not going to take long for him to kind of circle the drain there in Jacksonville to get fed up and want to get out of there. With the Chargers, he's already thrust into one of the best defenses in the NFL. He gets to play with his buddy Derwin James. And for the Chargers, you've got Casey Hayward on one side, who two years ago was one of the best corners in the league. And then you've got the other guy that everybody was arguing who's better on the other side, Jalen Ramsey. So you've got Ramsey and Hayward, who were the two best corners in 2017. Jalen Ramsey still very good in 18. Uh, Casey Hayward took a step back, and it makes sense for the Chargers. And to be honest, it would make sense to give him the deal he wants because Casey Hayward's 29. He's signed till 2021. The Chargers have an easy out for the next two years in 2020 and 2021. And you're basically saying Jalen Ramsey is going to be the heir apparent when Casey Hayward no longer can go or just doesn't work with a team. Jalen Ramsey becomes your cornerback one, and then you worry about cornerback two later. I know the Chargers are very high on guys like Michael Davis and Trevor Williams, but that's great depth to have as your cornerback three if an injury happens to either Ramsey or Hayward. So it would make sense to add a guy like Ramsey. Makes your defense so much better. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of money, and the Chargers are going to have a lot of people to pay, but you can't argue with trying to get Jalen Ramsey at what he's worth, and he's one of the best corners in the league, so giving him that contract would make sense. You then got to button up a guy like Bosa. So rather than paying Melvin Gordon 13 to $14 million like he wants, why not pay a corner for 15 It's a better position. You get a lot back on your return, and you're getting one of the best players in the game. I don't think you can make an argument that Melvin Gordon's the best running back in the NFL because he's not, but you can certainly say that Jalen Ramsey is the best at his position. He deserves to get paid. A lot of guys are going to have to get paid after that, and you got to probably make some moves and make some hard decisions, but... If you're signing a guy like Jalen Ramsey, your defense becomes damn near unstoppable, to be honest with you. Barring any injuries, there's no reason why that defense couldn't be the best in the NFL. And Jalen Ramsey is a hell of a talent, and to have him and Derwin together would just be incredible. So uh, getting a guy like Jalen Ramsey would make sense for the Chargers. Obviously, um, having Trevor Williams and Michael Davis take a step back hurts because you'd like to see how they do and see them develop but you just get better across the board with Jalen Ramsey so trading Jalen Ramsey to the Chargers for Melvin Gordon and a we'll call it a third round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars so honestly this is the dream scenario Jalen Ramsey for Melvin Gordon makes sense for both sides Jalen Ramsey for Melvin Gordon would be great you're gonna have to throw in a pick you might have to throw in a pick for all these trades but you know, if you got to throw in some filler, it makes sense. But just to keep it clean on this podcast, I was just kind of making it player for player. But why not, man? Jalen Ramsey on the Chargers? Everybody that was arguing, Joey Bosa or Jalen Ramsey or DeForest Buckner, what if the Chargers got Ramsey and Bosa? That'd be crazy. So the first one, Trent Williams for Melvin Gordon. Second one, Melvin Gordon for Jalen Ramsey and a third-round pick. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So this next one is a little out of the box, but I like it, and I know you'll like it too. So, the Chargers trade Melvin Gordon to the Cincinnati Bengals for wide receiver A.J. Green. 
Huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> so for the Bengals, I I just love this. I love this. So for the Bengals, they have Tyler Boyd, who was their leading wide receiver last year. A.J. Green was out for seven games. I think he played nine last year. But Tyler Boyd broke 1,000 yards last year. So a clear guy that stepped up when they needed him and can be a low-end wide receiver one for the Bengals. A.J. Green's entering his last year of his contract. He's a free agent in 2020, uh, saying that he wants money, and it's a new regime in Cincinnati. So they might not be as tied to A.J. Green as the previous regime, but probably still unlikely, a franchise player, a guy that the Bengals love. But a scenario that would make sense because a wide receiver that's entering 32 next year, Cincinnati might not be inclined to offer him that kind of money for whatever he's looking for, especially when they have a new young wide receiver that's doing pretty good. So while there might be some love because he's the franchise player and the face of the franchise for a very long time and maybe their best wide receiver of all time, at least in my lifetime, being the best Bengals wide receiver I've ever seen, they might not want to trade him, but it would make sense to get something for him now rather than, you know, letting him hit the market and leave as a free agent in 2020. Now, I get it. It makes less sense for the Bengals because, you know, Francis, you know, like I mentioned, face the franchise, you know, one of their best receivers of all time. But also they've got Joe Mixon, who was really, really impressive last year, over 1,100 yards on the ground. Giovanni Bernard has been a dud so far throughout his career, and they drafted Travion Williams, and they also got Rodney Anderson, if I'm not mistaken. So they've got some running backs, but it is hard to imagine a team like the Bengals not wanting two superior running backs. Now, if you're asking me if they would want to pay for one, I, that, who knows. But for this hypothetical situation, having Joe Mixon and Melvin Gordon in the backfield would be very, very good for a team like Cincinnati. And then rather paying a over-the-hill, as you could say, wide receiver who's over 30, rather than paying him going into next season, why not pay a running back heading into his prime, which I wouldn't do, but there are definitely teams that would do it. And crazier things have happened. Odell Beckham Jr. was just traded in the offseason. That made no sense. And then you saw Antonio Brown go. So teams are willing to pay these players. Crazier things have happened, but it's possible, uh, maybe unlikely, but definitely a entertaining topic to talk about because A.J. Green to the Chargers, you'd basically be able to interswitch everybody. Big weakness for the Chargers is their wide receiver three. It's Travis Benjamin or maybe Artavis Scott or maybe Jeremy Davis or maybe Dylan Cantrell, but either way, it's not good enough. It could be better. So why not upgrade it? Have a wide receiver group of A.J. Green, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. If you were talking about, again, like I mentioned with Trent Williams, a two to three, maybe four-year window left with Phillip Rivers as the quarterback, why not go all in and get him as much help as possible? If you don't have a running back in the backfield like Melvin Gordon, why not get better in a pass-happy league and add another Pro Bowl caliber, potential Hall of Famer, definite Hall of Famer in A.J. Green on the other side of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and you're asking, who's going to play in the slot? Anybody. Any player can line up in the slot there. Keenan Allen probably will get more slot snaps than anybody else, but 
A.J. Green being able to stretch the field, another red zone weapon somewhere where the Chargers have struggled. Mike Williams also, another red zone weapon, showed that last year. Keenan Allen still getting work on short yardage situations. I mean, it's all great. So adding A.J. Green and being able to pay him for two or three years, but it makes sense if you're going all in with Phillip Rivers in a short window. And I'm not saying all in like they got to go up against the cap or anything, but for the next two or three years, they might be a little strapped because they wanted to bring a guy like Jalen Ramsey in or a guy like Trent Williams or A.J. Green. If you've got to do that to help your chances, you've got to do it. Because in all honesty, and this is a different topic altogether, Tom Telesco isn't like that. It is building the team, getting them younger and better, improving through the draft, maybe picking off a player or two off free agency, but not really. We're not seeing trades, except early on in his GM tenure when he was trading up for guys like Melvin Gordon and Manti Teo and Jeremiah Tauchu during the draft, but you weren't seeing like in season trades. There was that trade for Jeremy Surlis, but that was like way down the line, and that was for a day three conditional pick. I think it was a sixth round conditional pick, maybe even a seventh, but that was nothing. That was a player they're going to cut, and they got a late draft pick for him, and the Vikings were able to give something up for him, but he's not going all in. If there's one thing you can criticize Tom Telesco for is he's not making the big moves. He didn't trade up to get Derwin James. Derwin James fell to him. You know, he didn't trade up to get Joey Bosa. They had the third pick. They had the choice of Joey Bosa. Yes, he hits on a lot of day three picks. Great. But at some point, when do you start to stack the chips and say, I got to go all in? Because Philip Rivers is not getting any younger. And making any of these trades would make sense to help Philip Rivers or help your team. Protect his blind side with Trent Williams. Get better on defense and DB with Jalen Ramsey in a pass-happy league, no less. I mean, if you're... Offense is going to take a dip with Melvin Gordon gone and trading him. Make sure a team can't score on you and pick up a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Or help out the offense on the outside and wide receivers and pick up a guy like A.J. Green, put him on the outside, and get more yards through the air than on the ground. So those are my three trades. Trent Williams, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Green. Chargers get better. They don't have to pay Melvin Gordon the money that... Quite frankly, he deserves, but because he plays the wrong position in the NFL, he's not going to get it. <laughs> well, he might get it, but probably not from the Chargers. So those are my trades. Three blockbuster trades. This has been great. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you guys listening. Let me know who you'd pick. Which trade would you like? I'll probably put a poll up in the article. Uh, don't say the trades because I don't want to spoil anybody, but we'll call Trent Williams trade A, Jalen Ramsey trade B, AJ Green trade C. Which one do you like best? Okay? Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you all. Don't forget to follow at Score More Pod. And let's just hope the Chargers score more on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>